Hi, I'm Eva. I'm 15. Recently, I found myself in a very difficult life situation. My mom kicked me out on the streets. I wanted to help her, but everything turned against me. Today, I'm going to tell you my story. I hope you will support me and leave me a few words of support in the comments below. Five years ago, things were different. I had a very friendly, loving family. Mom, Dad, and me. My parents met when they were at university. They both dreamed of becoming archaeologists. They wanted to travel around the world, find some ancient artifacts, and discover something new. A couple of years after graduating from university, their dream came true. As they were the best students in the course, they immediately started practicing. Then they worked in the research group at the Institute of Archaeology and History. Together with their colleagues, they went to the sites of ancient graves, some abandoned towns and villages. They could live in tents for months, eat nothing but canned food, and still be the happiest people on Earth. When I was born, my mom could no longer go on expeditions, which made her very sad. And she missed my dad, but he brought her some interesting stuff from every trip. A fragment of a cup, an old piece of jewelry, an arrowhead, a piece of amber, and so on. Seems like such small things, but I still remember how happy my mom was with every gift she got. She put everything that my dad brought from his archaeological trips on a separate shelf. She strictly forbade me to approach it. She said when I grew up, this collection would cost a fortune. I didn't believe my mom. I thought she was just saying that because she didn't want me to play with her presents. Well, who would give a bunch of money just for an old piece of clay, I thought. Very often, instead of traditional bedtime stories, my dad talked about some distant civilizations, about pharaohs and pyramids, and Indian tribes. I thought when I grew up, I would also become an archaeologist, just like my parents, and we would all travel together. But alas, my dreams were not destined to come true. Even when I grew up, my mom didn't return to her work. Instead of archaeological expeditions, she started doing some scientific work. She knew that going somewhere far away with a small child wasn't an option for her. She just couldn't leave me with my grandparents all the time. So, Dad went on his expeditions alone. His trips were getting longer, and the gifts were getting rarer. He no longer brought my mom any unique souvenirs, and our collection stopped enriching. When I asked him what was so special in his long expeditions, he just brushed me off, saying he was tired. So, he didn't want to talk about it at home. And who knew that in one of these expeditions, he found not a unique artifact, but a new family instead. I was already 10, so my parents didn't beat around the bush and talk to me straight. They said they were getting divorced, and Dad wouldn't be living with us anymore. He started another family in another city. He already had another wife and a son who was already five years old. I couldn't understand how this was possible. Why start a second family when you already have one? My mom and I always loved my dad very much. We were always waiting for him to return from his trips. Mom always cooked his favorite dishes when he arrived. And he's been lying to us all this time. I don't know what reaction my dad was waiting for, but I said for me, he no longer existed. I didn't want to communicate with him, and now I only have my mom. Hearing my words, my mom burst into tears and hugged me. I couldn't imagine how much Dad's betrayal must have hurt her. Since then, our family had been neither friendly nor happy. It was just the two of us. The house seemed so empty to us, and too big. 
My mom was always sad. She would cry in the evenings when she thought I was asleep or doing my homework. I tried to please her as much as I could. I studied well. I took dancing as an extra activity, and I always helped her with household chores. When she was with me, she was smiling. But as soon as I went away, she became sad again, and I didn't know how to help her. I was just really mad at my dad, who, by the way, didn't even try to communicate with me. A year later, my mom got a new job. It must have been unbearable for her to be involved in the activity she used to share with Dad. She started working as a secretary in a construction company, and that suited her. In addition, she quickly made friends with some colleagues, and they often started to appear at our house. They always made a lot of noise. They sang karaoke, drank beer, or even something stronger. Made a mess, leaving empty bottles and other garbage wherever they wanted. They usually had their parties on Fridays, so, on Saturday, my mom would sleep all day long, and I would clean and tidy the whole house. Of course, it wasn't a pleasant thing to do, but I endured, and I didn't resent it for my mom's sake. I thought that such Friday parties made my mom happier. She was smiling and laughing like she used to, but somehow, I missed the moment when such friendly gatherings turned into low-life boozing. I never really followed what happened when the adults got together. But once, when I was cleaning up on Saturday, I noticed there were many times more bottles of different alcohol. I became more anxious when my mom started to attend such parties outside the house. She just called me on Friday night and said she was going to visit a friend. And then she would come back until Sunday. When she came back, she went straight to bed and slept until Monday morning. She didn't talk to me much except sometimes in the evenings she asked me how school was going. But technically, she wasn't interested in the answer, because when I started telling her something, she would just nod and turn on the TV. Later on, my mom started drinking not only on weekends, but on work days. She would come home, cook dinner, and sit in front of the TV with a bottle of wine or whiskey. Sometimes a Mr. Smith joined her. Once, my mom introduced me to this man as her colleague and friend. But a little later, when I found them in the living room kissing, I realized they must be dating, something like that. Mr. Smith drank more than my mom. He became very noisy and aggressive when he was drunk. He would argue with a TV host and berate the government and the president in a very loud way. Often he was so clumsy that he broke plates, bottles, and glasses everywhere. And then I had to sweep the pieces of glass under the couch. Once, I told my mom I didn't like Mr. Smith because he was always swearing, smoking in the house, and having a bad influence on my mom. He made her drink with him, and then he just disappeared. That was the first time my mom ever put her hand against me. She slapped me in the face and said that it was none of my business. She was trying to get on with her life, and I shouldn't get in her way. The mom I used to know would never hit me. Never. I didn't know what to do or whom to ask for help. My grandparents, my mom's parents, lived in another city. I regularly spoke to them on the phone, but I was afraid to disturb them, since they were already too old and such worries could greatly affect their health. I definitely didn't want to talk to my dad. I was even more angry with him because I knew if he hadn't left, we would all be together now and fine, just like before, but it would never be the same again. The only person I could complain to was my aunt, my dad's sister. 
My mom didn't talk to her because she didn't want to have anything to do with a traitor's family. But Aunt Elizabeth always loved and supported me. That's why I trusted her this time. Of course, she was shocked when I told her everything. She knew my mom is a very sensible, positive, and kind woman. The image of a drunkard who could lay a hand on her own daughter just wouldn't fit in her head. She promised to talk to my mom and try to reason with her, but it only got worse. My mom was furious I was complaining about her to someone. She cried how difficult my life was. She said if I wasn't happy with my life, I could run away to my dad, and she could live just fine without me. I was very hurt to hear this from my mother. It was even more painful than if she'd hit me again. Since then, my mom started drinking even more. Already in the morning, she would drop a glass of wine and go to work in such a condition. She didn't talk to me at all. She just left money on the table so I could buy some food, school supplies, or clothes. Not surprisingly, after a while, she got fired. Her boss wouldn't tolerate a secretary who comes to work drunk every day. But I couldn't say my mom was very upset about it. Now she just spent her days at home watching TV, drinking, locking herself in a room with Mr. Smith, and drinking again. Sometimes my mom's other friends came to her house and got drunk like freaking hell. On such days, I would lock myself in my room with all the locks. I crouched in the farthest corner, and I was even afraid to breathe. I was very afraid one of my mom's new friends would want to get to know me better. Since my mom didn't work, we started to run out of money. My dad paid alimony, but my mom spent it on her alcohol and food. It got to the point that in winter, I had to wear a jacket that I grew out of last year. We simply didn't have the money to buy a new one. When I told my mom I needed some new clothes, she got angry and threw a glass into the shelf with dad's gifts from the expeditions. I was even surprised my mom still hadn't gotten rid of them. She suggested that I sell this junk and take the money for myself and buy a new jacket. She doubted anyone would pay even $10 for all of this. I don't know why, but I was very sorry to sell these things. They were like the history of our family. And even though Dad was gone, they reminded me of the days when we were happy together. I packed them all up and took them to Aunt Elizabeth's. I was afraid my mom would sell them. They would be safe with my aunt. When Aunt Elizabeth saw that I was wearing just a light jacket when it was freezing, she immediately grabbed my hand and led me to the store to buy some warm clothes for winter. I was very grateful to her. When I got home in the evening, my mom attacked me almost from the doorway. She was drunk as hell, so she didn't speak clearly. But I could tell from her broken words, she was asking how dare I sell the things my dad had given her. I explained to her I didn't sell anything, but she kept yelling at me and crying. I ran away from her and locked myself in my room. I didn't want to see my mom in such a state. The teachers at school started to suspect something was clearly wrong at my home. My academic performance got worse, and I constantly fell asleep in class because my mom's guests kept me awake all night. But I said everything was fine and smiled. At least, I tried. One day, I came home from school and found several boxes of alcohol in the living room. I couldn't imagine what would happen to my mom and her friends if they drank all this stuff. I probably didn't know what I was doing at that time. But it seemed to me, if I got rid of all these bottles, my mom would stay sober for at least one night. And I could talk to her, tell her how much I missed her, and that I was tired of being on my own. 
Anyway, I found a huge hammer in the garage that I could barely lift, and I broke all the bottles that were in the living room right in the boxes. It wasn't until the last bottle broke that I realized what I'd done. After all, it surely cost someone a pretty penny. Before I knew it, my mom had returned home with Mr. Smith. When they saw me standing with a hammer right over the bottles, they couldn't believe their eyes. How could a fragile girl do such a thing? But then my mom realized what I'd done. She jumped up and hit me, screaming I had no idea what I had done or how much I had just destroyed and how much it all cost. She hit me again and again, shouting some insults. And Mr. Smith didn't even try to stop her. He just watched and laughed, saying I deserved my punishment. In the end, my mom took me by the collar of my jacket and threw me out of the house and into the street, telling me not to come back until I returned all the money that her friends had spent on drinks. I don't remember very well. I think she mentioned it was a thousand dollars. But where could I make that kind of money? In the end, I ended up on the street. I just sat in the snow for a few minutes, crying and trying to figure out what had just happened. Mother, my beloved mother, threw me out on the street because I destroyed something that was slowly destroying her. So I went to my aunt, crying. She was horrified to see me. I had a torn jacket, bruises and scratches all over my face, and my eyes were red. No wonder the passers-by looked at me so strangely. My aunt immediately took me to the bathroom. She turned on the hot shower. When I was clean, she fed me, and then she started asking me what had happened. I told her everything, and I said I didn't seem to have a home anymore. I started to cry again. I guess I cried my heart out. My aunt suggested that she should call my dad and tell him what my mom had done to me. After all, I was his daughter, and he had to make sure I was safe and I had everything I needed. I told my aunt not to call him. But now, I wonder if I did the right thing. Maybe I should have put aside my pride and some old resentments and started talking to my dad again. Maybe he'd take me to his new family and we'd live happily together. I don't know what to do in such a situation. Can you give me a piece of advice? I would be happy to hear any comments and I would definitely read everything. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Turn on the notifications to always stay tuned and watch the new videos. Bye. Thanks for watching and for your support.